You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. My kids both went to a family daycare run by a wonderful woman called Sue. Sue is, in my opinion, superhuman. She looked after four toddlers all day, kept them entertained, cooked for them, and got them to have their sleep. And I struggle with just two of my own. Cindy Davenport is a registered midwife and the founding director of Safe Sleep Space. She's worked a lot with early educators and she's here to give us a sneak peek into how carers make it all work. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Great, Siobhan. How are you? Good, thank you. So what is it like trying to get four children to sleep at once? I mean, I'm assuming that in many of these early care settings, they're not always the same age even. No, absolutely not. They're like there's just a, a multiple range. So, our I agree with you. Our early years <laughs> educators and our family daycare workers they are they are miraculous. They are in my working with families. They for me they just do the best job and the most valuable working in with our little children in those early years, what we call the formative years. So all this time that their little brains are developing and all this precious sort of attachment and getting to bond and know and have all these things go for the little one in the right emotional well-being is... Uh, it's it's over, you know, can't be overstated how well they do in this job. But when it comes to, yeah, settling, many of the, um, like you say, family daycare might have four. They might even have more children. The ratios for um, the long daycare setting are one to four as well. But they can have up to like 16. I've, I've trained educators where they have, you know, 20 or more in the room. They're not just one educator. It's one to four. But they, they might have four of the, the educators. But 16 children and the age might range. Absolutely. And then the thing that we really need to take into account is the different temperaments. So not every child is the same and not all of them are just going to nod off to sleep at the same time. (laughs) And these educators have to manage that. Yeah, because we do think as parents, like we drop them off, we pick them up. We know they've had the tick for their sleep and you don't really think beyond that. But Mm. can you talk us through what you mean by different temperaments and how Mm. a daycare Mm. worker might... I mean, I'm sure it applies to parents who've got to get more than one child to sleep, twins or siblings yeah. that are still both having day sleeps how do you tell what a t- what temperament your child has and how you should address that temperament. Absolutely. Temperament is something we we talk a lot about with parents and particularly when it relates to sleep. So temperament is what we're all born with. You you can't really change your temperament as opposed to your character. Character is something that's built on with our environment or our birth order or, you know, place where we are or who's caring for us. But our temperament is who we are. Who your little one is when they are born is who they're going to be when they are 20 or 30. And I can say this, I have two children with different temperaments and my son who is the eldest is the way he was when you know and it's the way he still is now and um, same with my daughter and they're very different temperaments so what we need to help our parents and our early years educators understand is is that they need to uh, understand the, the child or the baby or the toddler who they're caring for and they they are again they're very tuned in they're, they're, these educators who work with our, our babies and our toddlers they're, they're trained they they know who they're looking after and what to look for. So 
Temperaments are things like, you know, you might be more feisty in your temperament or you might be a little bit slower to warm or you might be, you know, more placid. Basically, 65% of us fall into one of those three categories and um, then the rest of us come between the two. So it's a little bit of a blend of it. So if you've got a little one who's a bit more wired up, I'll call it, maybe a bit more feisty with their temperament, they're going to take a lot more preparing for sleep. They're not going to just lie down and, and go to sleep like, go to bed now. Whereas another one, little one in the room might just happen to go, I'm tired now and um, put themselves to bed. It's never amazed me when I've been with um, uh, some some children who say, I want to go to sleep because that never happened to me. My no. children fought sleep and I could never understand how kids actually put themselves, I want to go to bed now, mummy. And I go, what is that? But that is a little placid temperament who's happy. So with educators and they've got, say, 16 children to care for, we get them to kind of group the temperaments. So let's group four of our more wired up, if you like, uh, our more beautiful. There's nothing wrong with anyone's temperament. It's who we are. But if they group the ones with the more wired up temperament, read them an extra book, really get them their brainwaves really coming down into sleep, sinking them so that they are really getting prepared. Whereas with the little ones who are more placid, one of the other educators may take them. And so what we tend to do is set up a scenario for them and group those four children and have them, for example, with the toddler beds around them or the cots around them and that educator in the middle of those four children using their strategies that we help them help them with to settle them. So you've grouped them together as per their temperament and you've got an idea about how to wind them down but winding down and sleeping are not the same same thing unfortunately um, uh, does the temperament also inform how you get them to go to sleep yeah and I think it's great for parents to understand that when their child is in in daycare first off we need to make sure that they're being slept in a very safe way and that's a very big thing that parents should be asking their educators where's my child sleeping and and go through the safe sleeping aspect but how do you settle my child because we want to keep consistent so if for example a parent may have been let's say rocking their child to sleep or patting their child to sleep or using what we'll call a sleep association that needs to be sort of transpired over to the educator because it's very hard for an educator who's looking after four children to pat or shush or hold four children, you can imagine. So when we work with the uh, educators, we ask them to have that conversation with the parent. And and generally the parent is doing the sleep association because they don't really understand that you know, there's no other way to get their child to sleep or get them to self-soothe themselves. So they love these conversations. They love to be able to go, let's work together. I'm happy to drop the rocking. He's getting too heavy for me, or I really don't want to be driving around in the middle of the night anymore. So (laughs) can we do something about this? So the educators who we train at Safe Sleep Space then say to the parent, well, you know, we can't pat them all. But what I'll do is I will group myself with the four cots or the four beds around me. And instead of I might soothe or talk to them, we use shushing quite a bit. So we know that shushing is a good sound. Where shushing has come from is it replicates the placenta. So very much unusual, a baby knows that shh, 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 because it's come from the placenta. So when we use shushing for our babies, we they, they're very familiar with that in their um, neural pathways in their brain. But the educator can sit in the middle, do some shushing, and all children will respond to that, the four around them, if you like. And then also just perhaps pat their knee, because if they pat their knee very rhythmically, like a heartbeat of a mother, like a 
they don't need to pat every child. And so the child then very quickly responds. It also leaves the hands free for the educator to perhaps pop a dummy in if the child needs it. Or if the child's getting a bit restless, go over closer to that child and just comfort them or give them a little back rub or whatever they're needing just to help them soothe. And they'll find that these things will really work. And then the parent doesn't have to be rocking the child or patting them to sleep because they're very used to this. So it's a really nice collaboration between educator and parent. You're listening to Kindle in Conversation. I'm speaking with Cindy Davenport. She's a registered midwife and the founding director of Safe Sleep Space. And we're having a sneak peek into our early learning centres and how our carers can, I don't know, manage four different children trying to get them to sleep. Cindy was just talking about the different temperaments our children have and how you can approach a different temperament and that can help them sleep or settle. Um, It's a really interesting way of looking at it, isn't it? Mm Because we can do it with our own children. Absolutely. One Mm. or even if you have one, just learning what their temperament is, Mm. you can adjust how you, your expectations of them, right? Absolutely. And if a parent understands the temperament or even the educator and they understand that that little one might need this extra preparing for sleep or the way that they like to wind down it really helps them understand and not fight the sleep so it doesn't get them upset like why aren't they going to sleep oh we understand you just need a little bit more here come here you need another cuddle we need to help you and it's really about helping them regulate their little brains and understanding that so parents understand that or the educators they're more likely to be able to follow through and get the settling going well so we work we do a lot of that with um in the sector Mm. Lots of daycare centres will insist of y- that young children still have day sleeps. I know where my daughter used to go, um, the director would often write back and say, look, I know many of you don't like your children having a sleep when they're three or four years old, but we believe strongly that they still need it because they're so young and their brains are still developing. My husband used to say, oh, they just want them to sleep because they want a break. <laughs> And at the same time, I would not begrudge them that. (laughs) But um, in your experience, why would early learning centres want to hold on to that day sleep just across the board? Yeah, look, across the board, I think it may have something to do with the fact that they they tend to group and perhaps potentially not looking at the temperaments or the cues and behaviours of the child. Uh, We know that children do often need to sleep into those preschool years while some don't. So again, it's so key to looking at their their tired signs. And if they're tired, yeah, then they do need that for their normal healthy growth and development. And no one would be depriving a child of that. However, some children will drop their sleep earlier than others. So it's really about recognising that and again, working with the family, having those conversations and saying what's working for you at home and would this work or giving them as we talked about um, previously about the rest and getting them um, understanding that yeah even rest is great for their capacity for their their brain growth and their development. Cindy there's so many great tips there I know we're even just we we're talking about early childcare educators but I feel there's a lot that parents can use at home as well. Thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. That's Cindy Davenport. She's the founding director of Safe Sleep Space and we'll have links to their website up on ours. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.